Hey, comedy fans, welcome to another edition of the Comedy at the Carlson cast. I'm your host, my name is Vinny, and joining me this week are the funny kids of famous comics, Camilla Cleese, Mindy Rickles, and Mark Price. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's most delicious beer. Remember, drink responsibly, do good things, and always be kind. Hey, good morning, Carlson Casters. Welcome to another edition of the show. Today, I have a full house in the studio. Joining me are my guests, the funny kids of famous comics. Oh, let's all get. I think I look trimmer with just the black t-shirt. That way, there's no there's no definition of what's going on right here. I think you and I have the same stylist, Mark Price. Why do you have a screen? That's terrible. You don't want to look at yourself while you're doing the interview. It's just gonna you know make everybody you know stay on their toes. And there's a delay. Oh no, we're live to the world, baby. We're live to the world, baby. Joining me in studio, Camila Cleese. Camilla, please. <laughs> we, just ah! went over, we went over this for five minutes before we started. Just please, so you all please. know it's cheese. Yes, please. because they took out the H. It was cheese, yeah, and they changed it. Thank fucking God. But it was, yeah, I would have been Camilla Chloe Cheese, otherwise. CCC. Yeah. Is that how the cheese shop? sketch came to be is it? i mean my dad is obsessed with cheese like he has cheese in his rider and the tour bus fills up and it stinks like he won't put it in the <laughs> fridge because he likes when they're like moldy and stinky and he keeps the thermostat at 84 because I, 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 it's awful it smells like cheese and it's 84 degrees and he'll be in a t-shirt and shorts and i'm like can we compromise put on a sweater and turn it down to 78 and he's like whose store is this and i'm like Okay, I give up. Oh, oh no. Could yeah, you ever imagine that's my life. if he has cheese on the bus? I can't imagine the cheese on the bus, but I would imagine it would be in the refrigerator on the bus. That's where I put it, and then he takes it back out and put, like hides it in his room in the back. It's, it's disgusting. We're learning a lot this morning. Yeah. But uh, let me remind you that uh, the Funny Kids of Famous Comics Tour is here in Rochester this week. Uh, they have three more shows, one tonight, two tomorrow. And uh, Mark Price is here, too. I didn't get a chance to say his name yet. Mark, Welcome back. Mark Skippy Price and our partner in crime who isn't with us this morning is Mindy Rickles, the daughter of legendary comedian Don Rickles. Now, Mindy was going to be on the show. She wasn't feeling too well. So we hope you feel better, Mindy. Uh, have a great morning. Uh, we'll see you here tonight. But I'm glad that I have the both of you here because I got to talk to you about your show last night. I was sitting in the back of the room and I was so amazed how three completely separate styles can make for one cool show the way it is because all three of you are very very different and i think that that's kind of the charm of what you're doing um but i have to ask you when you were touring as the funny kids of famous comics does that put like a level of pressure on you like that maybe wouldn't be there if you were just going to be camilla please yeah, I, I mean i think i kind of fly under the radar generally because i never normally say who my dad is and mm -hmm. um i do talk about him but I would feel weird saying it because people either know him or they don't know him at all. Like they, he's old enough too. Where oh, everybody knows old... John Cleese. Come on now. Well, you'd be amazed at all the kids that recognize him. He well, was in right. Harry Potter for a total, like the entire series of movies. I think he was at, in him for a total of like a minute and thirty seconds, and children recognize him all the time. But. Um, you know, I completely he, forgot about that. But other than that, like there is kind of a generation gap of people that Mindy Rickles maybe if their parents showed out. them Python stuff or whatever. But like, so 
I don't bring it up. Plus, there's an extra level of judgment or pressure, I think, when people know that. This is kind of my first time, like, openly saying it, except in the UK where I can't really escape it. Because sure. he, there he's, like, a different level of... Um, you think he's even more famous there because he's... Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Well, and all the shows he did were syndicated for years. Is so, it, like, all the younger people know him. And, like, it's really kind of weird. And I'm under a microscope. Plus, he like waged war with the British press, which does not help me at all. Like it's, yeah. but I mean, I don't sound like him. I don't look like him. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, he, he's a good looking guy, but he's very mask. Like he sure. doesn't have a mouth. There's a reason he has a mustache <laughs> because he doesn't have like lips and it disguises that. Um, Is it fair to say? You're so pretty. You're so pretty. I just want to thank say, so you. you don't, you don't look like him because you're so pretty. Maybe a little. But you do, but you do have, I've, it is a bizarre combination. My legs are identical. John and supermodel. That's what I see when I see you. Like, <laughs> well, thank oh, you. Like, was your mom I a just, model? Yeah, she was a, like a supermodel kind of. <laughs> I mean, I think wow. probably the first one he ever spoke to and they were married two months later, you know, uh, but she, w yeah, she was stunning, amazingly beautiful, and thank God she had a mouth, you know. So I, <laughs> like, I got my dad's mouth figuratively and hers, like, literally. Or did I get that backwards? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> now, Mark, your father is kind of a legend in the comedy business. He's an He's not as heralded as a legend to say like a Don Rickles, well, but he's just like, as important. He, he comes from generations before that. Right. So he was performing in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. He performed right up through till he couldn't perform anymore, which is what those guys do. They don't stop. Correct. No, Don my Rickles dad's 82. Until he couldn't <laughs> talk anymore. But, uh, but yeah, the people that really uh, would know him are, are sadly no longer with us. He was a big star on the Fred Allen radio show yep. and that kind of stuff. Well, um, he also did, um, he toured, like you said, forever. He toured forever. And that's got to be, your father was a res respected man in comedy. Respected man. And when you show up and they, oh, you're Al Bernie's kid, you, that's pressure on you too. No, 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 no. Nobody, nobody really, really knows Al Bernie anymore. Uh, he, uh, Mindy. Rickles, but in the comedy circles, people know who he Mi is. Mi Mi Mindy pointed out that her dad, even young people don't know, even, you know, you talk to a 12-year-old or, or, or a 22-year-old and you ask him about Don Rickles, they sure. might not know, but they know him from Toy Story where he was Mr. Potato, Potato Head. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like my dad, and he was in Sh Shrek, he did the voice <laughs> so. and that, of the king, and things like that, because kids remember everything, I think, yeah. because they haven't, they don't. They haven't seen enough stuff to have forgotten most of it yet. If sure. that makes sense, that's that's, all, that's what way, I yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. So um, I I don't know if um, with with my dad it's um, I, he he's respected by the the old time comedians. There's just hardly any of them left. Sure. When I met Don Rickles, I said I'm Al Bernie's son, and his eyes lit up, and it was such a cool thing. He was like. Uh, Kid, your dad was the best of us, kid. The best of us. Wow. Because a lot of those guys watched my dad as they were starting. Sure. Because my dad was established and solid and doing it for so long. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It, I think the coolest moments of my life have been like when the one year my dad wasn't married, um, I went to the Vanity Fair Oscars party and there's like everyone is there. I mean, it's it like insanity it feels like wonderland you have i was just like what you know 
And of course, all the well, comedians. With these days, with what's going on in Hollywood, I don't know if it's Wonderland. Or uh, yeah, probably not lands. anymore. But this is ten, maybe ten years <laughs> ago. Makes you and Wonderland. Like, you gotta love. It's just like high school. Like all the comedians are off in a corner, like talking, like making fun of everyone else and smoking cigarettes. And like, we're, I walked over there, and and people are like fan people that I worship and look up to are like fanboying over my dad, and I'm like, it's such a surreal oh, yeah, thing because like. I mean, I would have respected my dad so much more in high school had I known that like, <laughs> Seinfeld loved him and like you know all of these incredible people that I everybody grew up on. Everybody loves him. That's the amazing thing. Um, Not everybody. No, I know. Pierce Morgan a... hates him, but we. I'm, I mean, I, Who likes that's Pierce a compliment, Morgan? though. You yeah. know, like if he likes you, that you should be worried. But in the world of comedy, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, your dad, uh, John Don Rickles, is a, uh, amazing, are, you know, greats, a little bit, of absolutely, legends, a legend. Camilla, can I ask you, your father doesn't do stand-up comedy so much, does he? No, think funk. Right. How did you decide stand-up was the route to go? <laughs> well, I was doing, I was writing and I was doing sketch and a little acting and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, any time I had any sort of remote successes, uh, people attributed it to him and I thought, well, that would be a good way for me to kind of establish my own credibility and identity and comedy and... There's no way that people could possibly say, like, attribute that success. Because stand-up, there's no shortcuts. Like, yeah. you have to put the work in. Um, it it does kind of separate. Like, acting, you can become a star overnight. You just get put in a big movie, and the next thing you know, you know. But you really have to have the skill and the, the talent and the put in the work to, like, be good at stand-up. There's no way, even if someone wrote you a great hour, that you could go headline if you're not a com like a real comic. You know? Right. Um, yeah. If you're if you're known as the daughter of somebody, or maybe from being on a, a hit TV show or something, sure. you get about thirty seconds. Yeah. They give you the lot. So the audience gives it to you for like thirty seconds. It's a good point. After that, if you well, but there's an air of judgment it. too. Like if people know who they're like, oh, oh, you think you're it. funny because you're John Cleese's daughter? Like, oh, okay. Um, so it's a, honestly, this is the worst career I could have chosen. Like, cause also <laughs> yes, yes. there's still like the stigma <laughs> of women not being funny, which, you know, it's it sucks, but like that does still exist. So you walk on stage, I'm a woman. I look like a woman, which doesn't help. Well, I mostly look like a woman. I, I, some, I'm six <laughs> foot one. So some people get confused, but it, whatever. Um, and, and then having the dad, angle like there's a lot of things working against me but i'm a masochist sure. so well, i was like stand up it is and they still by the way um if i have any level of success which i haven't had a huge amount of but there's still like oh it's just because nepotism sure. <laughs> like awesome okay. I, I do respect the logic very much of you know my dad didn't do stand-up so therefore i'm gonna go establish yeah. myself in it and you're absolutely right you have to put in the work and i gotta say mark 36 years in rochester you've been playing here I You're like putting in say, some hours, my man. I followed him my, my whole dad's life. footsteps uh, as a comedian. <laughs> uh, I like to say we're both poor decision makers. Sure, sure. But, Absolutely. That's yeah, me 36 too. years ago, my first headlining gig, Rochester. That's what makes Your first headlining gig so ever? special to me. Yes. My wow. first time I ever headlined. I remember, you know what's so funny? It's terrible. I don't remember. Somebody, If somebody's watching that knows the State Street Comedy Club, likely yep. the first comedy club in Rochester, likely. I don't know for certain, but probably. Um, and there was a comic that owned it. 
and I, I'm blanking on his name. He was a very funny comic out in L.A. And he's the guy. He said, hey, you want to headline my, my club? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Are you sure? He was like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And, <laughs> uh, and then uh, I came and I met Scott Spazzano and we had such a great time. It was St. Patrick's Day week. I remember that, too, because we were in the parade together. We were wow. throwing out green bagels. And, weird. Uh, and <laughs> Camilla's father was throwing out green cheese right behind yeah, everybody. Probably, it was great. Yeah, probably. It was um, such a great time. And then the audiences and everything. And so I just, I love coming back here. How was yeah. your first headlining gig? I, you know, I, I think I pulled it off. I, I must have been doing a combination of Camilla. We let him back. We let him come back. <laughs> I mean, no, I know. But I'm always curious because like. I don't even know what, how I filled the time. I, I've, I think just because of my last name like i've been asked to headline stuff and i i don't feel like i'm like i'll i can headline bar gigs or one-nighters at but like a comedy club comedy club weekend i'm not quite there nobody knew what a comedy so, club was yet in 1986 it was so new to the people of i, I didn't so yeah. i was two so comedy I, was like <laughs> she was two she was two by the way oh my god i i was i Sorry. was i, I was four mark no like you i didn't I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I'm trying to figure it out now because I didn't think you could be that old. Because like, well, you must young. have at least been young. 18. I was young. I was a teenager when, right. that, when that happened. That's that amazing. means anything. I guess. <laughs> I got to say, though, you've held up very well, Mark. You look the same, my man. You oh, look great. Thank you. You, you do. Great. And like that's so unusual for comics because it normally like makes us haggard. You know, like for, the There's lifestyle saying, yeah. is not easy. Being <laughs> like, in front of the camera adds 10 pounds. Yeah. It turns out not being in front of the camera for the last three decades added 50 pounds. Yeah. But other than <laughs> but that. It's from like the chest down. That's so why it's if great. You just keep the shot low. I'm good. Oh, my dad <laughs> has it nailed. Like he, he has broad shoulders so he just has this big blazer and if he has a blazer on you could never tell that he's got like he's like the octo dad <laughs> so i gotta ask you this question what i mean when you are doing the funny kids of famous comics tour we've talked a lot about the expectations of like you know you as a performer what you want to do but like do, do people think you're going to do like the dead parrot routine like what what do people think before I mean, they come to see you it weren't we joking about that yesterday I, I mean i i don't know what they would expect like i definitely when i first started i struggled to write in my own voice because i've been writing for him already for years mm -hmm. and uh, so i'd be like indeed oh no i wouldn't say that like <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like the vernacular is a little bit different but and my my dad it's funny when he when I ask him about stand-up bits to see if he has ideas and stuff, like sometimes he has great ideas, but like he'll do one-man shows and he calls it stand-up, and I'm like, "Don't you dare!" Like that, you're not doing stand-up because Thank it you. it is different, and it's hard to pinpoint the difference. But I think the formality of it and like what he does is so scripted that the words, whereas we're supposed to look like we're making it up as we're going along, which obviously we are. Um, but you know there's <laughs> there's because it needs to look organic there's an element where like i'm not gonna be as articulate as i would be if i'd written it out you know and was reading off a teleprompter not that he does that um but you know it you figured it out and even though you've been around great comedy your whole life 
a separate skill set yeah. on your own. It's very admirable. Thank you. I'm always impressed when people figure out stand up without a dad teaching them. You know, my dad taught me like a like a mentor. Like well, he sat mine with me taught like, me to write, really sit- which is huge. Like, like the idol maker. Really? Yeah. Quarter notes. Quarter notes. You know, he would. <laughs> he the- oh, he still gives me notes. I just don't listen. <laughs> but let me ask you a question because this this is an opportunity I didn't think I'd really get to have here. But but when you tell me that your father, a guy who really helped bring out the art of stand-up and get it out there because stand-up didn't really exist before that. It's a very uniquely American thing, the art of stand-up comedy, and your father was there towards the beginning of it and helping pioneer it. What was like the one piece of advice that your dad gave you that you think still applies to stand-up today? Uh, well, he, there was <laughs> this is a funny story because, you know, there were a, a, a set of rules, you know, a set of comedy rules. And uh, one of them, one of the most important ones, and, and you might know about this too, when you're starting and you're nervous and new at it and stuff, you tend to um, yell a little bit at the audience. You've seen that before, right? People yell at the audience. Yeah. <laughs> not, not angrily, just they yell their jokes. They right. talk too loud. They yell. And so no yelling was like a big rule. No yelling. But that's what it meant. It meant, you know, don't, sure. don't get nervous and start talking too loud. And uh, But I remember sharing some of the rules with uh, Sam Kinison. <laughs> <laughs> And when he heard one of the rules was no yelling, <laughs> we had all the comedians had such a laugh over that. Um, what's the question again? Uh, what <laughs> advice? Advice. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think? One well, of those lessons that your father gave you that really think that you think applies to stand up now? Well, the most the most famous one, I think George Burns uh, gave this advice to young comedians, which is uh, never leave your wallet in the dressing room while you're on. <laughs> That's why I have a backpack and not a purse. Like I find ratty old backpacks. <laughs> Because I was like, what am I going to do if I go on stage and I don't have a friend there to watch it? Like, you know, if you have like, well, I don't own a Chanel purse, but, you know, what are they going to take? Like the the nasty camo backpack or the the um, Chanel purse? I've never actually had a problem. This jacket was Dan Soder's. I just went back to the green room and. (laughs) Hey, there you go. There you go. Once, once in Staten Island at a club in Staten Island. Somebody in the staff stole my clothes <laughs> while I was on set. I came back and I had like new clothes in a bag and they were all cut. That's hilarious. See, <laughs> no one could do that with me because there's just no one else that wears like my sizes. Size, size <laughs> so it's um, like the only jeans I can wear from this specific company in Amsterdam. I have to like, I mean, maybe not the only ones, but the only ones I've found that make 26, 36 jeans like, um, you know, I think the the more average is like thirty, thirty two or something. So wild. It's yeah. It's, you got to protect those. They yeah. don't just grow on trees. Yeah. They, My they, friend pointed out pain. the other day that can you believe they made jeans without the stretchy material for all those years? Now that we have it, I can't even imagine they. Oh we, God, we didn't they're have horrible. The I mean, material. after the pandemic, like putting on pants is work. Like yoga pants are just my thing. Like, I tried I, to unionize after I tried to button a shirt. I was like, I'm not doing You're this like, work anymore. How do anymore. I do this? Um, the <laughs> advice thing is interesting though, because my dad did give me some stuff that like translates, I think, across all of comedy. Ooh, um, lay it on me. Economy of words. Amen. Is a, like that's a big one for beginning brevity. comics. Like brevity. brevity is the soul of wit. You know, like so many new comics over explain the the setup and then by the time they get to the punch the audience is already there you know um so it's sort i i have a very mathematical mind weirdly and it's kind of like an equation to me like finding that balance of Mm -hmm. setting up the the premise clearly enough but 
like so that the the punch they don't get ahead of you but also like not giving away or not making it not make sense by like not explaining it well enough so right. there's a very fine balance i think um and not all jokes not all the jokes i do rely on that setup punch like some of them sure. are more just like things that i think people relate to or whatever like there's so many different kinds of things that will make people laugh and that's what i love about comedy i think we're the like the one job that can't be replaced by robots because they i mean they've Just trained wait. robots if they wait. can't pass those capture tests they're not going to make an audience <laughs> laugh Look, i you. can't pass Just those wait. they're hard sometimes Agreed. like they're like find the fire hydrants and the, and the pictures are this big i'm like i can't tell where they are like yeah. come on i'll find waldo before i find all the traffic lights <laughs> exactly so i got some comments coming in from some folks who came to the show last night that are watching live uh thank you to uh chris and joanne and everybody and dave uh, they love the show. Lots of oh, positive praise coming in right now. Thank you for coming out. And uh, for those of you who are, want to go see the show, your tickets are on sale now, carlsoncomedy.com. You can get them right this very second. And I do have a listener question that came in from someone who saw the show last night, and it is for uh, Camilla. This came in from a guy by the name of Fats. He wants to know. Birth name? Interesting. I'm guessing Nick. I'm guessing nickname. <laughs> I don't think. You're uh, guessing Nick is. Like uh, okay. Thaddeus? What is like fat? <laughs> what's the full version of fats? Uh, no clue. Fatima, maybe. Domino. Okay. Domino. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to know. Uh, he says your father is his favorite like of all time. He loves your dad. And he wants to know what it was like as a child watching the zaniness. And that's the quote zaniness that comes out of his a brain good word um we well that's the thing and cheese everywhere well there's always been cheese everywhere and cats i think he had 16 cats when i was growing up and he's gotta protect the cheese i'm allergic so you know that's where his priorities lie um, <laughs> oh no but but um i got over it you know i lived it's fine we don't have to worry about that uh you, when you're a kid, you don't know any different. Sure. So that was my normal. It wasn't until I heard like how other people grew up that I was like, wow, that was not normal. Um, I think also just being the youngest in a family like of comedians and lawyers, like I have a heart. I'm very gullible too, which is a terrible trait to have in a if you're in a family, family. comedy and lawyers. Lawyers like, love the. They're gullible, all though. just like professional bullshitters, you know and. Like, I thought I was purchased at Harrods till I was much older than I should have. Um, when I, like, at school, you know, at, at some point, all the kids were fascinated by, like, ethnicity. And so I went and asked where I, what my background was. And um, I was told Chinese and Ethiopian. And I told everyone that for years. And, you know, until someone was like, that's racist. And I'm like, what's racist? I don't know what that means. But, like... Like, so you're telling me your I'm family not. told you you were Chinese and Ethiopian yeah. your entire life? <laughs> and I told people that for years. Like, because you don't know when you're a little kid that that means, like, I wouldn't have been a toehead giant. Like, it just doesn't. That is the one thing about having a comedian is that they will mess with you when you're very young. And it's kind of a prank thing. But well, they, they think that, you know, they're kidding. But you have to have a base of knowledge in order to get jokes. So I just took everything literally. And, like, there are things I believed <laughs> My dad messed with me so hard. We were on the freeway one day. We were driving back from a gig, one of his gigs. And he said, uh, and I want to please him so much. I want to make sure, you know, he's happy. And he said, he said, okay, Mark, I need you to do something for me. Can you do something for me? I was like, yeah, yeah. Young kid. He goes, all right, I got this letter here. I need you to mail it. We're going to come by. There's going to be a post office box. And I need you to put it in the box. It's very important. We're on the freeway. <laughs> 
goes, all right, I'll roll down the window, get the letter. Here, you got the letter? He goes, we're coming up on the box. Here it is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Oh, you missed it. I was like, what? That's I funny. didn't see the box. I didn't see it. I, my dad once, uh, he, they were having a dinner party and they'd hired like a professional chef and they were, they had lobsters and they, they'd put them at one point he owned two houses in London, which the houses there tend to be very like tall and narrow, like, like five stories, but each story is like the size of this room pretty much. Um, but they, <laughs> he's the lobsters were in the next door house and I, I don't know exactly how old I was, but I, I really wanted to help the chef and my dad was in the kitchen and they're like, well, there's one thing you could do. And I was like, okay, what, what do I do? <laughs> and um, because of the 16 cats, for some reason he bought 16 cat collars and leashes and he's like, well, you could take the lobsters for their final walk around oh, the garden. Wow. Oh, wow. Like the green mile. <laughs> and like hands me this pile of like collars and leashes and I like they find me like an hour later crumbled down crying in, like in the basement because I, mean, I don't want to take them for their last walk like I don't want them to die but and plus just trying to think about how to put a collar on a lobster which is like it's so ridiculous looking back but like again he had no concept like, my dad thinks if you can walk and talk, you're an adult. Like, sure. he just treated me like I, you know, would know stuff. And Well, you know, I think Mindy changed. has that in common with both of us as well. Our parents, I don't know if that's something that comes from comedy or something that just comes from an older generation. Right. I don't know. But uh, my dad, too, he didn't really think much about me being a kid much. It was more like... Uh, There's no censorship. Yeah. Like, I went to dinner with the adults. <laughs> I feel like... Yeah five years old at this table of and at the time I had no idea who they were but like I remember years later they're like remember Steve Martin doing card tricks for you and I was like oh yeah that's crazy like how did I get that lucky but like at the time you have no concept that these people are who they are and it's know? pretty wild though as a kid because it just is normal to you it's it, just it that's is. what it is and but then it gets very uh, when you look back in retrospect like i it feels like a dream almost sometimes and although i i said steve martin and it reminded me of this story which i can i like name drop horrifically for go two ahead, seconds i'm not gonna stop i don't that. normally do this but this is a classic my dad story um eric idol had arranged this is just a few years ago uh this dinner where Steve Martin was hosting, and it was Steve Martin, Eugene Levy, Martin Short, Dick Van Dyke, my dad, and Eric Idle. And then, Ooh, yeah, right. sure. Dick Van Dyke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the night before, somehow Eric broke his ankle and couldn't go. And I was like, I was like, I won't talk. I'll just, just can I just like be, I just want to be a wallflower. Like, that is an amazing amazing group of guys yeah so he he had me come and then like halfway through dinner he goes camilla do your stand-up thingy oh no <laughs> and i'm like no, and even you know all the guys that do stand-up like steve was like no 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 don't make her do that don't and he would not let it go oh no like would not and i was i must have been bright red i'm just sitting there like i fuck hate you you asshole i'm like i don't know if it's because he doesn't do stand-up that he doesn't get 
I mean, I kind of met, I was like, well, this is what I said. Like, I worked it in and I just did all the jokes about him, like the meanest shit I could you think of at the moment. <laughs> but That's a story. And, and they were like, tr- I think, trying to laugh too. But I was like, you were, I, that is just awful. Like, don't, because you know how it is. Like, you can't just launch into your stand-up act, even in front of, like, random strangers that you're talking to. You know, it's like you got to be on stage with a mic in the right setting or it just feels weird. You were going to have a much easier audience this evening, I promise. Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I, I still have, like, flashbacks to that. The I mean, being put on the spot in front of, like, Steve Martin. You should just look at your dad and say, do the funny walks. Like, yeah. what do you want me to do? And I should, because at his age and with two hip replacements and... Or three. Now the funny walk is just a natural part of daily life. It is. <laughs> just every Actually, day it, life. it kind of always has been because he, yeah, he walks very oddly, um, <laughs> which does not help him, like, when we're in an airport to not get recognized. Like, one day he didn't have a hat or sunglasses. I was like, go buy a hat or something. Now it's a silly walk with a walker. We, we were in, um, <laughs> yeah. We were in Australia where he's even more recognized and he comes back with a fluorescent orange hat and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, you think that's going to make you blend in more? It's like a fucking beacon on your head. Like, <laughs> is that lighthouse. the right word? What's the one that flashes? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the old show business um, performers, their kids followed in their footsteps. That's mm-hmm. what old show business did. You were born in the trunk. You were out on the road. As soon yep. as you could join the act, you were in the act and stuff. So we kind of follow in, in that tradition. Yep. Art, do you know another uh, friend of ours that um, I've toured with in the past with this kind of thing is Rain Pryor, Richard Oh, Pryor. I know Rain very well. So there you go. And then, I love Rain. Kelly. You, uh, Kelly Carlin is out there, yep. and she does a one-woman show and talks a lot about growing up Carlin. Yep. I think that's the name of it. Yep. Did you know Dana Carvey has young twins that perform stand-up comedy? Did you know I've actually never right. seen them. Dice Clay's kids, I'm good friends with. Max? Uh, Max is a good friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what's he like? Is when he performs anything like? I think he's hilarious, but he he kind of stopped doing it. He's a really great drummer, and he and I think I knew he was a drummer. I pretty sure I've seen that. Yeah, he's really talented. Who else is there? Another anybody else we know that are the kids of comedians? Um, Paulie Shore is the son of Sammy Shore. Sam. No, no, Mitzi, of course, Mitzi, Mm -hmm. the owner of the company, and Sam. Yeah, Sammy was great comedian, and not Mm -hmm. unlike my dad in terms of that era, the Mm -hmm. Don Rickles era, and all Mm -hmm. that. Um. Yeah, there's, uh, well, I mean, it's not a stand-up skit, but one of the Fairley brothers, I'm blanking on which one, his his daughter, A.B. Fairley, well, she goes by A.B. Cassidy now, I think, Mm. and I probably wasn't supposed to say that, but she's very funny. I love her, love her, love her. Well, She's great. Uh, Mason Pryor, too, Um, Rain's brother, is is a sweetheart and very funny. Samantha Hale, I think her, well, he was on, I think, Gilligan's Island, her grandpa or something. No way. Yeah. A, the Alan Hale for the case she doesn't even know who she's talking about. I grew up in England, so I don't know anything. That's okay. You know what's funny? I confused it with Skippy from Family Time. Like, at first, uh, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, I wonder if they know each other. Like, Skipper and Skippy? Uh, two no, but very different guys. Skipper's granddaughter does stand-up comedy. You realize I'm calling her for the next door. Uh, you just, just undid Oh, she's great. She's a really good comic, too. Like, they... Really? It's, I think there's well, Skipper's granddaughter, and uh, I didn't know this. I think you got a new gimmick there, Mark. I think you got a. <laughs> I think you got a new show, Wayans, baby. I mean, is is a, another Wayans? I think she's the niece yep. or something. She's uh, the Wayans family's insane. Yeah, they're her. all talented. They're just uh, something in the water around there, wherever they live. And Chris Rock's brother is great. Tony. Tony. Yep. 
Uh, and now we're moving into siblings. That's a whole other conversation. Oh, there, but there are more. There's a couple more kids. Do you have sisters and brothers? Not too many. I have like, I don't know, 12 half-step and ex-step brothers. From different yeah. And there's 16 cats. It's a family account. tumbleweed, as I like to say, <laughs> instead of a family tree. It's very confusing. But So uh, I, I just want to say, folks, for those of you who are watching right now, Mindy Rickles is part of this tour as well. We have Camilla Cleese. Please, 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 please. 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 No, I'm gonna go like God, cheese. You two it don't learn, do you? I don't. I don't. I'm very foolish. <laughs> no, I uh, I get it. I have learning disabilities, but please, it rhymes with cheese. Now I get it. Please. Yeah, like your Mars prize. Uh, <laughs> Viney. <laughs> so, how did you all meet? Just out of curiosity, how did we didn't? I mean, we've, we've just like... met now. We've met this oh, tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wild, but. Uh, I've heard great things. She's tearing it up in L.A. on mm -hmm. the scene, the local clubs, and then going out on the road, too, and working with people like my friend Craig Shoemaker. Yeah. Is Craig coming here? Uh, I, I, Craig guy. hasn't been here yet, but I think he might he be He might be on point. the agenda of the Love Master. He is funny, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Who are some of the best guys you've worked with? I think Jimmy Schubert's a crusher. Oh, yeah. I saw he's coming here. Shuby's like... Shuby's my buddy. I love him. He has been so good to me and, like... I met him when I'd gone back to Chicago to look after my mom while she was very ill and I was doing stand-up. I was very new, but he gave me some spots on his shows like he was in town and we've, he lives or he lived, I think he moved to Florida, which I'm very sad about. Did he? Because he lived down the street from me and- A lot of comics have relocated He's to such a Vegas nice guy. And that guy is a crusher. Like yeah. I've never seen him not just destroy a room. He yells a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, like he, he gets red in the face, but it works for him. Like it's so, he's so funny. Um, I think we just uh, we just announced Jimmy Schubert. I think he will be here in July. I, I think it's June, actually, because I literally just looked on the website oh. and saw that, and I was like, oh, Schubert. Yeah. Jimmy Schubert will be here in a month that starts with Jay. And he, and he does always kill, and he is great. Yeah. I got to see him when he was starting out. I saw him I would have loved to see that. I saw him find his voice, and that was what was so cool. There's a video of him on YouTube. I guess a fire alarm went off during his set, and he, like, walked out with like an amp and a mic and did the set for the audience like out front of the comedy club while the firefighters are tending he, he to doesn't it. need great. the amp he doesn't. there you go good point he's, he's good point. so yeah and his face goes bright red and you think it's he, he's gonna explode at some point i love how you said he has to find his voice it's hard to miss his voice yeah it's, it's an easy Except time i can't talk to him on the phone because i call him the cookie monster like i can't understand a word he says i'm like just text me i can't <laughs> like i cannot Steve Byrne I open for. I love, love him. Steve. He's hilarious and just a lovely human being. Um, gosh, there's been Russell Peters I've opened for oh a couple God. times. He's, he's incredible. Yeah, we just had Russell here a few months ago. Yeah, sure. best of yeah. best. Oh, I adore Russell. And Russell was a big fan of my dad, so I, I introduced them. Who isn't a big fan of your dad's? Uh, Everybody me? on earth. No, I'm kidding. You, you very famously said to the paper, when they asked you about your dad, you said, uh, he's not my favorite python. No, well, they asked me who my favorite python was, and of course I'm like, it's a perfect joke setup sure. to say Palin. And I knew that would piss him off more than any <laughs> of the other ones. So, like, obviously, because Michael Palin is the most loved one. Like, he's the nice one. He's the, the one that never caused any trouble in sure. the group until once, like, very recently. And it it's hilarious because everyone's, like, was so annoyed that he finally threw a wrench in their plans. Like, it, 
because they just don't expect it from him. And I'm like, you guys are all difficult except him. And the one time he gets to be difficult, like this one time, but it's so funny to me. Hysterical. Like he, he, one of the tours we did, it was called like an evening with John Cleese, but my dad wanted to call it an evening without Michael Palin. Ah. And they had, they put up a picture of him with like one of those big red circles with the cross through it. No Palin. (laughs) Evening he's without just Michael like, Palin. He's been married to the same woman for 35 years. He's got kids. They're like, he's the most normal by like a long shot and the most well-adjusted, I would say. But um, obviously I love my dad. Sure. Like, I just would never tell him directly that I respect him and love him and admire him as much as I do. Most people wouldn't. No. I understand that. So, I, well, he. everyone else tells him that he's a, like a god every day. I, like someone has to keep him, keep it real. That's got to be a lot to watch as a kid. Like just people sucking up it your is, dad all the time. It's kind of weird because I think you put your parents on a pedestal anyway as a kid and you think like, oh, they're these perfect people. And it it definitely took me longer to realize that he's still human. Like he's he's not. It doesn't mean that he's perfect. He's a great man. He's but a like, person, not an yeah, idea. He's not has. like people call him like a idol and a national treasure. And I'm like, shut up! Like, <laughs> don't don't tell him those things. He doesn't need it. But he uh, he's a very special guy. I love yeah. him to death. Well, um, this is a very special tour. Yeah, this is a very special tour. This is the first run of the uh, the funny kids. We've done it. We have done it before. Uh, we actually had the gigs in um, uh, at the big theater that Jay Leno plays at and Summerfest. Summerfest. No, no, I'm not saying this is your first show. I'm saying gotcha. this is like it, the first. It is run my first show. The, the tour. Actually, it's her first show. Oh, okay. I it. had to pull out. Actually, you can hear the story um, on stage if you want to come to the show tonight. You but, do. You do. Because it turned into a stand-up, but it was a horrifying reason that I couldn't go. But it's, you know. But they, if you could turn it into time, 10 minutes. Time plus. Yeah. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's the problem with my dating life. I'm like, it's Tra- date- tragedy equals yeah, comedy, right? Is exactly. It hasn't that? been that yeah, long. Yeah, let me check but, my watch. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this morning's event will take a while. Yeah, but uh, it definitely was one of the most batshit crazy times of my life. And unfortunately, dating as a comic, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but like, I, there's this problem because I have two voices in my head and mm-hmm. like the girl and the comic. And like, if. I go on a date and it's going well. I'm like happy, but if it goes badly, I get excited. I'm like, how weird can shit get? Let's go on another date, and that's like the worst possible. Only two attitude. voices, no problem. All of my girlfriends have sixteen voices. <laughs> Simple. That's hysterical. I'd like, I'd rather make a good joke than make the relationship work, and that's the problem. Because like, if you're arguing and you say something that's like, they're not gonna laugh. Well, at the all. art always wins out. Yeah. The art yeah. always wins out. It's of always course. better. To make the joke. I mean, if it's standard material, is hard to come up with. Like, it's yeah. worth ending relationships yeah. over. <laughs> get another 10 minutes. My wife finally, I think she's finally starting to understand that the things that are coming out of my mouth are just jokes. And we've been married for 13 years. Yeah. I think she's just figured it out. Like, oh, he doesn't mean that. Well, in text, it's terrible, too, because I don't use punctuation or emojis. And, like, I'll just write these run-on sentences that when I reread them, I'm like, oh, that did not sound right. Like, and you know how it is. If you're in a bad mood and you get a text that says, how are you, you could read it like, how are you? You know, like, <laughs> rather than it just being a friendly statement. How are you existing? Yeah. So- well, text messaging is the bane of my existence, like... 
I've ended more relationships uh, because I've said things that like you can't you also if you're dating someone that drinks a lot like if you're arguing you can persuade them that you didn't say something sometimes because they don't remember correctly I'm sober so I remember uh, but if it's in text it's in text like there's, there's no denying it you know? I always thought they should have like a people's court like the text court where okay. a judge comes and reads the text because I, I have text chains Anybody that gives me any problems, they 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 go back on their deal or whatever. I I stop talking on the phone because then you lose everything. I try to keep it in, so it's all in yeah, writing. Right. That's smart. And I would love it. I would love it if I could get a judge to go back over a few of my text conversations. <laughs> it's a good idea. In. Who do you think is I right mean, or wrong? Here, read the text chain. I do really immature shit. Like I'll if I get annoyed, I'll only respond with like various pictures of Drake and his facial expressions, like just to let them know how I'm feeling. And like nothing. <laughs> Will infuriate someone more than like just doing that if they're trying to get you to answer a question. It's like, but I find it hilarious, so I don't care. That but is that's, very funny. Like I'm, that's where I'm still doing a lot of self work. Because um, <laughs> anything for a joke, you know. It's like, God. Then gifts came about. And it's like game over. Plus, are... sometimes when my dad's pissing me off, I only use gifts of him to communicate oh, with him. Funny, like, if he asks me a question, I'll find one that's like, and now for something completely different. Oh, and, here is the ghost of Harry Potter or whatever. <laughs> I mean, and he, there's so many of him. It's amazing. Like, some are just him running around acting like a chicken. I'm like, perfect. That answers your question. <laughs> like, <laughs> Translate this. It's hieroglyphics. And but... he doesn't know how to use gifts, so he's like, where do these things come from? Like, how does she do... So I recently like saw the inventor of the GIF who says that he... It's called GIF. Really? Yeah. But he... But everybody said, everybody called it GIF, so we just... He rolled with it. Well, we're he talking to it. Skippy. He rickrolled that's, with it. <laughs> <laughs> My dad loves Skippy, by the way, and GIF. Like, that's in his rider. Um, they have to be backstage? Skippy and Jeff? Wait, Skippy and Jeff and mayonnaise and cheese. That's oh like basically God. his rider. And by the time the tour's over, there's I hate mayonnaise. I can't even touch it. And there'll be like 18 jars that I've hidden from him because he'll eat it. like Just right out of the jar? Just... Well, the peanut butter he does. Like the mayonnaise, he just puts like a tiny bit of food on a spoonful of mayonnaise. And like it's not... Yeah, well, that's an odd choice. He loves like anything that is creamy and rich and horrible for you basically well but I'll, i understand they all taste good but like at us i don't know i i try to eat healthy and being on tour with him is like <laughs> some great food here in the rochester area i didn't uh even uh understand uh what a great food city this is you know we get kind of a bad rap we get a bad rap. Mindy last night on stage was talking about the garbage plate, and I feel like everybody everywhere just the garage talks about plate. She called it a garage yeah. plate. She that called it a garage plate. That we'll was give her mercy. Really funny. We'll give her mercy. But we have so many amazing restaurants in this town, and we have so many amazing chefs. Like you will be able to go get some good. You really do. This town. You really, we do. really do. We're a classy bunch in Rochester. It does look like it, but the the problem, my problem is I, it's always an afterthought because if I'm doing stand-up, I don't want to eat before I go on stage. And then, like, we get done and it's 1030 and you're like, there's not, there's not a lot of options left. And But I, sa I saw some great menus and then it's like, by the time I choose what I want to eat, they've closed. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I really need to stop being so picky because had I just gone for the first thing, it would have been good. I have a rule. Yeah. One of each. 
Um, just one of each. <laughs> Mindy was saying last night that Don always ate after the show before he went to bed, and, the, and they'd go out to a restaurant. They'd always find some place, whatever city he was in performing, they'd find somewhere to go and eat afterwards. Yeah. That's, that was the... I, I can't think of a place that wouldn't open up for Don Rickles. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's funny because I feel like things do close earlier than they used to, and maybe well, there's that too. Me, there's that too. Yeah, that people might be pandemic more. hours too. I think people are well, still adjusting. That, back. but even before the pandemic, like I guess too, like I you know things lived in Chicago now. and New York, and New York then moving to be open all night. I, it, yeah, not anymore. Well, but L.A. is open. I mean, everything shuts down pretty way early there. Way early. In um, L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, way like, early. But in New York, it used to be famous that you could get anything at any hour. In New York, if something was open 24 hours. But now, not like anymore. Not anymore. It's completely closed now. You, you, you'll do better than you will anywhere in yeah, true, L.A. True. or any yeah. other city, probably. But, yeah. They got rid of night culture. I wish they would bring it back. I wish Bank they would. culture? Night culture. Oh, yeah. night New culture. New York City got yeah. rid of that. It's See, I'm a night owl, so I love, like, the... I don't know why. I'm an early morning guy, so I love stuff that's open, like, super early. I'm a weird guy like that. But um, super early is the same thing as super late, if, amen. if we're being real. I'm not as tired as everybody else, because it's super early. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. I envy morning people, but I also kind of hate them. I'm sorry. Like, it's it just... Right. I wish that I've... Nice never to meet you, too, my, Camilla. Never in my life have I been able to fall asleep easily and then like waking up for me is like the hardest part of my day actually that's not always true i mean i do stand up but like there's i, I don't know i sleep so heavy but if i do fall asleep that i can sleep through world war three i think i think boarding school taught me that though too because the walls are like this makes but, it tough um huh? yeah and i sleep talk and sleep walk it's like i'm not a fun person to to share a room with let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> well, I've ruined relationships. I, um, yeah, early morning is a tricky thing with a. a yeah, I dated a guy in finance, and that w literally ended our relationship basically because I he was a light sleeper, and like I'd get home late, and he got up early, and it didn't affect me that much because he leaves and I sleep. Yeah, <laughs> some relationships that's the perfect schedule because you never see each other. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. There is one show tomorrow night. There are two shows. You are going to be able there to see were two tonight. No? Uh, there's going to be one show tonight at seven o'clock and two tomorrow, seven and oh. ten, or I'm sorry, seven and nine. Uh, you're going to be able to see Camilla Cleese. Yes, good job. Thank you. You're going to be able to see Mark Price, and you're going to be able to see Mindy Rickles, and they're all going to be here right here at the Carlson for you this weekend. Now, before we get out of here today, I want to thank you, Mark. I want to thank you, Camilla. Uh, it, where can we find you on social media, Mark? What are you up to these days? So I'm MarkSkippyPrice.com. Love it. And Mark Price Now, at Mark Price Now for Twitter. All right. Um, I couldn't find you on Twitter. I was trying to tag you, and there's a lot of Mar Mark Prices, apparently. There's the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, basketball player. There's Mark Price yesterday. There's Mark Price tomorrow. <laughs> you got to get Mark at Mark Price now. Let's face it, he's Skippy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at Mark Price what? I don't um, Twitter very much. I'll be honest with you. I probably have I'm know, not, 16 I don't followers. I love social media. I like Twitter the best, but I'm at Camilla Cleese on everything because unlike Mark, I have a very unique name. You do. So, And that's not always a good thing, especially when you were a terrible child. When you have to talk to podcast hosts who can't say your name <laughs> like, properly. I can't blame anything I did on another Camilla Cleese. It's all like I am Camilla Cleese and that's it. Awesome. I, I'm apparently the only one. On planet Earth? 
Well, Cleese isn't a real last name. Oh, that's right. It's made up. It was cheese, and they and changed. And your little puppy, and I'm like, your little dog is called Hercules. <laughs> the worst play on words ever, but I it, I find it hilarious. He I comes like on it. tour with me and my dad. And we let him come on stage because it's free laughs. <laughs> I love it. So uh, before we get out of here, I do have to plug one more thing happened at the club this weekend. Uh, there's a bit of a situation. You may have seen it on the news, folks. Uh, our good friend Mark Bolito's nephew, Dylan Smith, he's dealing with Ewing sarcoma, which is a brain tumor. And we are doing a big event here. Hey, Elena, could you hit that uh, graphic for me? Uh, we're doing Double Down Casino Night here for the very first time at the club this Sunday. Uh, all of the proceeds from this event are going to be going to help Dylan. Uh, you could also just donate if you want to. You want to be a good egg and throw a couple bucks. That way you could go to GoFundMe.com backslash Dylan-Defense. And you could also uh, find Carlson Comedy on Venmo. And any donations you make through that will go directly to the family. And one last slide. Show that T-shirt slide. Uh, the Buffalo Bills Mafia and 26shirts.com are selling this shirt right now. Nowhere to hide featuring Buffalo Bill Micah Hyde. All of the proceeds from buying the shirt, $8 each one, we, they sell $8 goes to Dylan Smith. So if you're a Bills fan, you want to get a shirt and you want to help a good cause, visit 26shirts.com and uh, grab those today. And more importantly... Uh, we hope that uh, we see you at a show soon. We're going to be back next week with our pal Mike Dambra. Until then, uh, thanks, Mark Price. Thank you, Camilla. And thank, thank you for you. watching. We'll be back next week. Thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson Cast. Don't forget we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at CarlsonCast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google Play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app called Laughable. And on the Laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review.